A lot of people can find all different stories to say, okay, you're just lucky. I don't believe in that. I believe in purpose. So once you believe in purpose, there must be a purpose maker. Somebody will write the purpose. So my faith, when I grow older now, I start to realize that a lot of things are coming through because I stand up in my faith. I don't doubt. I don't doubt nothing about my life. I don't care what anybody say. Me, I don't doubt anything about my life because it always works out. You're listening to the sound of my voice. Hello, everybody. My name is D'Angelo Valentine, and this is Unplugged. Today, I have a very special guest. I have Claudius England, and he has some amazing things that he's going to be talking about today. He's going to talk about his music. He's going to talk about a message, and we're going to pick his brain a little bit of the advice that he's going to bring to us about his music. And for those who don't know who Claudius is, Claudius England is a performer, songwriter, producer, and music arranger with a great desire to make an impact through positive and uplifting music. The inspiration behind his albums are based on some of his life experiences, his journey with God and seeing the struggles of many other people. Claudius, thank you so much of coming on to the show. Matt, I'm, I'm really excited because like mm-hmm. what I do with the podcast, like we talk about getting unplugged and we unpack a lot of things, but I also want to take segments where I have guests come on the show to share their personal experiences Mm -hmm. and talk about their life lessons Mm -hmm. because I would say they're like little sermonettes in such a way Mm -hmm. because we want to have real people Mm -hmm. where people can understand certain things because you don't know who's listening and you don't know what they may be going through, Mm -hmm. but there's something that you can bring that can help them understand or help them navigate through their life. So my first question, tell us, why you got into music gospel is the good news right <laughs> so everything that comes out of about is gospel from that point of view because gospel means the good news when it comes to me being singing about my faith which you hear me sing about jesus i have some songs i'm saying jesus i'm so in love with you i want to give you thanks for the things you brought me through these songs are linked to my faith and born in jamaica i grew up in the church Every 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 Sunday morning, would have gone to church with mommy and daddy, and you know, in the eve, it's it's it. We grew up in an environment where it was very Christian, so we learned a lot of things from that. And that faith that I grew up with, I took along with me when I got bigger, and kind of used it in my bigger life, my experiences, and I realized that holding on to my faith has worked for me in many different areas of my life. So when I started to look at music now, I said, I need to sing music that still surrounds my faith. So I started to, you know, sing and encourage people through my faith. You know, when, I, when, when I'm down and I went to church and go to church at times back in the days, the pastor preached or something, something he leaves something on the stage for me, you know, preach and say something and I realized that, wow, that kind of helped me through the day or helped me through the, the week or helped me through, you know, so because i was very musically inclined i said you know i don't know if i can go on the stage and preach and say father said you know but i could use music to communicate the same thing that the pastor communicates you know sometimes you go to church you hear the pastor talking about god sometimes you hear them talking about things in the community not every sermon says jesus christ some sermon says let me show you how to get to christ in my presentation of music then i talk to people I sing to people of way how you can stay closer to Christ. So my music surrounds love. 
because you can't get to Christ without love. So I encourage people through loving each other. I tell people through my music, say, you know what? The best thing, love your neighbor. The same thing we see in the Bible, put it in musical forms. When it comes to the music, it's, it's really a passion from inside. And my faith has definitely tailored my music in many ways. But my experiences also tailor my music too. So my faith combined with my experiences really kind of tell who I am as a musical artist. So I said to myself that let me present myself as an artist that people can recognize with. And then through that, they also see my faith. What are some of the experiences that also help shape your faith? Because I know you talked a little bit about your upbringing, mm-hmm. but what are the, some of the things that have happened to you mm-hmm. before that shaped you to continue down that road? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of people that I know growing up, we grew up in the church and you're singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells mm-hmm. me so. Mm-hmm. But then when they get to a certain age, Mm-hmm. they depart from it and then you see them years later they're like they're really lost off somewhere else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what is it that kept you grounded in your faith that's actually a, a very funny topic too because guess what i can't say i was always grounded in my faith you know even though i was raised in the church there's a time when i stepped way way out you know kind of doing anything what everybody else said what i was doing too but even when i was doing it there was some kind of conviction in my in my in my belly I feel something in my belly that says, don't do this, you know, and a lot of people call it, it, it you feel in your, in, your, in your belly that, yo, you know, I'm not really, I don't want to do this, you know, you know, even though you're doing it, you know, you may be as bad as it may be, you may be sleeping with two different people and not, you know, that's not something that you're supposed to be doing. You know, you're supposed to be walking and you say, yo, oh, I'm not really want to do that, you know, but you're fighting with yourself because there's something in your belly which we know, which I know as my spirit, that's kind of fighting. So it flips back to this the scripture when you talk about wrestling not against just flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. So there are things that you're wrestling with while you're walking. So you pull, you know, you want to be with the friends, you want to be with the clique, you want to do smoke, the, the, the whole place down on party like a rock star. Like, you know, that's, you want to go to clubs, you want to do everything, you know, you want to do that, you go through a phase there, but, while I grow and I start to get older now, and especially when I have kids, I start to realize that I definitely have something that governs my, not only me, but my kids. I protect them from all of the, the dangers that I face. I've never gone to bed without food in my mouth. You understand what I say? And I know other people probably go to bed without food in their, in their mouth, but I realize that I have been set apart for a different type of ministry a different type of message, a different type of mission, because even being born in Jamaica, we're born with so much restrictions. We can't go here, so we have to get a billion visas, we have to do all kind of things, but God has opened so much doors for me, so I've gone to so much places in this world, just as a little Jamaican youth, and every time before me go, or when I decide that I want to go, and I say, God, please help me, it always happens. So I feel that I need to stick close to that thing, that covers me or helps me when I pray, it happens. And even when it don't happen, there's something else always works out. Do you understand what I'm saying? But for the majority of time, so my 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 experiences after growing up, having kids, realizing that you know he, the, the whole the faith has kept me on a different level, brought me to so much different places. Sit down in the highest seats. Sit down in the. I'm going out of prison. Go talk to the to the inmates. I go to the parliament to talk to the, the member of parliaments. We go to prime ministers. I go I go everywhere. 
And that's because I believe that God has given me a purpose. And I start to believe more in that purpose. And I start to realize that this is not just me because the doors that are opening, I can't open it for myself. A lot of people can find all different stories to say, okay, you're just lucky. I don't believe in that. I believe in purpose. So once you believe in purpose, there must be a purpose maker. Somebody will write the purpose. So my faith, when I grow older now, I start to realize that a lot of things are coming through because I stand up in my faith. I don't doubt. I'm not doubt nothing about my life. And I actually, I, I don't care what anybody say. Me, I don't doubt anything about my life because it always works out. As I grow older, I, I got, even this time of Corona, I mean, there were so much things that were supposed to happen. Positive. There's so much things I mean, I say, I, last year I was supposed to be touring the whole of the States, then going to the UK, then going to Africa, then all over the place I was supposed to be going. You know what? All the plugs get pulled. And it could be so depressing. But you know what? God still opened the doors. And God, even look at me, but just build a new studio in this time, see me. So I can't really fight or fuss or cuss. I just give all praises to God, see me. I know say, it's not just me. My health, I'm good. My purpose, I can't die until me complete everything with God's sake. So Corona can't even take me down. On this podcast, the occurring theme I've always been saying is there is a calling in the midst of the chaos. Mm -hmm. And especially in a time like right now, mm -hmm. there are a lot of distractions, but there's also a lot of distractions that have been removed. And I'm grateful for this lockdown mm -hmm. because now I've gotten the, the opportunity to step into what I'm called to do. What is a way that, especially with your music ministry, mm -hmm. help a person avoid those Distract distractions? Well, I mean, one of the first things you have to do is identify that you can't do it on your own, right? So you need a bigger person, and I call that bigger person God. When you reach a point in your life where you feel like, oh man, this is so tough, at least you can lie down in your pillow, put your face in your pillow, and just say, God, and just cry or talk or whatever you have to do. If you don't think you're mad, just do it because it gets some of the stress off just by just releasing it. The second thing I'd say is, you start to associate yourself with some people who are positive too. Avoid people who talk about other people. Avoid energy that is not positive. Surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you. Not only that, I think you should also remember that you should take the encouragement. Because a lot of people, you know, I'm realizing a lot of people, when you try to encourage them, they, they, the first thing was, Lord, but, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be a part of your encouragement too. So if a person come to you and try to encourage you, you have to remember that, you know, this is encouraging. I'm going to take this encouragement and I'm going to believe. You understand? Regardless of what is happening, because you, nobody can help you if you're not decided to help yourself. Meaning, you have, just like how, if we're talking about Christ, you have to surrender yourself to Christ. So if you have to surrender yourself to Christ, then we need you. That means you have to do something. So when you find yourself in a situation where you can't get through something, it's a time when you have to do something. <laughs> And when you have to do something, do something is as simple as saying, yo, I'm letting it go and I'm leaving it all in your hands. Father, I'm going to let go of this problem. Third, it's so much distraction. Your phone, the people, them are call you. Everything is so much distraction. There's, and, and when I say, when I use a phone, I'm, I'm not talking about the positive thing that your phone can do. Because right even now, your phone can send a pos your podcast to somebody. Your phone can send a very encouraging message to somebody. So your phone can do a positive thing too. But a lot of people use a phone to, to feel like, I use a phone, take the phone and they scroll on Instagram and they see things that they want and you know it's like 
it it depresses them. They go up on Facebook and they see things that oh God, oh my, and it depresses them. And it's not like nobody's nobody's not depressing them. They about depress themselves. So we have to find a way how to get ourselves off those platforms that are not uplifting, but platforms that can help us. So if you really need to go up on social media, then start research some things we need to do. So the things that you like, like for example, we need to start my podcast. Start search aside them that have. But use a phone for, for uplift you and not to bring some different kind of folly in your mind, you know? You see, I understand that, especially from being a musician, because there's a point when I'm, I don't be good music, I'm a no good music, because I've gone all over the world and sing it and I see the response from the people. But there's a point when I look on, sometimes I look on Instagram and I see somebody is on it. Like even, for example, another artist, and I'm like, they're doing all of stuff, I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. I don't think nothing is wrong with saying I wish I could do that. But if it turns into you feeling depressed because you're not doing it, then you know you need to stop. This is not what, this is not the, that's, that's not God, a godly idea. Because now you start going to a thing called covetousness and you start feel like, you know, them have it so me want it too. When you don't need no, when nobody have because there's something that is for you and you alone. So when you walk into your purpose, then you're good. I can't compete with no other artists. Because no other artist can be me. So I am settled with where I'm at in my life. So when, when you're out there, you're like, I can't break through. This, uh, even at work, you may work in an office and it's a stress every day you go to work. You're like, oh, you just can't take this no more. Take some time in your busy day, even 10 minutes, five minutes out of your day and jot down the steps to ex- escape <laughs> and do it delightfully. Don't do it like, oh God, I can't, mother. I can't. Oh, yeah, because that's depressing. Start make some delightful steps. And you know what? All right, next week I'm going to start to look at a A plan next day. And let's take some steps and let's have joy in making the steps because that's all you have to do. You create your own joy. And then all of the distractions will fade away. I hope I answered well. You're right about when it comes to dealing with social media. And I, I can attest to that as well. There's times where I look at it and I see somebody else doing their podcast and doing their thing. And I'm like, ah, I wish I could be there. But the thing is, we shouldn't watch everybody else what they're doing, right? And I remember there is this story. This person was carrying a cross and he complains to God saying, I don't like this cross. I need to exchange it. So God takes him to a room where there's all these different crosses. Mm-hmm. And there's big crosses, little crosses, and he can't bear any of those crosses. Mm. And then he saw this one cross and he picked it up and he said, hey, this one is the one that works for me. And God's like, that's the cross you came in with. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a fictional story, but God only gives you what you can bear. Mm -hmm. Right, we say that all the time, but we never we never understand what the the meaning, what it is. It's it's like these things are like cliched. Yeah. So we, we, we there's a lot of things that people say cliche, but we don't realize the power mm-hmm. of what it is. Cause I walk in that power. So me know so anywhere I walk, then I shall be able to deal with anything that comes at me. Yeah. Irregardless of the circumstance. Mm-hmm. You have you have some you have some you have people, you have some people who actually when they walk into a situation, they already walk it walk in the situation defeated. So if you walk into a situation defeated, just to get empowered in that situation is a task all by itself. So I think that what we have, have to remember, when you say that's not a light statement, and it's so funny because sometimes when we, when, we, when we talk about faith, because funnily enough, as I, as, as I say, I'm a, I'm, I'm a man who believes in Christ. 
me a Christian. But when I go into places, I'm talking to the imams. So I mean, when, when I'm going to the prisons, I'm talking to the imams. And I'm, we're having very fruitful discussions about God. And I'm realizing that we, our faiths, even though they're different, the similarities in our faith is that, number one, everybody should have a purpose. And when you have a purpose, it means that this mantle is mine and mine alone. Somebody can help you for understand it. But the funny thing is, nobody can carry it for you. Nobody can carry your purpose for you. It's just like how you can carry somebody else's purpose. So I think in the gist at that is then, let me see how we can identify our purpose as people. Take some time to identify your purpose. Your purpose will always line up with something that you like. The problem with people and finding purpose is that sometimes your purpose don't pay you. The thing about purpose, purpose, nev- purpose come before money. Purpose was there before there was dollars and cents. So when you try to use your purpose and say, yo, guess what? I need to make me money. No. Identify your purpose. Start making your purpose. Start working at your purpose. Start getting the things them to make your purpose excellent. And you go see how much money come afterwards. So is that we need to start look on it in a completely different way and understand that we have a bigger purpose that is only for we. Nobody can nobody can have your purpose. Nobody can have my purpose. So even when I look on Instagram and see 15 people doing podcasts and 15 people singing, guess what? Give them a round of applause. What I pray that them work. I pray that's that's your purpose and they're not following somebody. That's what they're supposed to do because I am going to walk in mine. And especially in this day and age, what I've noticed a lot with social media is that this is one of the things where it's actually pulling me away from it is that everybody assumes that they have haters and they're always out to get them and i'm just like where did people get this <laughs> negative notion from mm-hmm. that somebody's out to get you and they they want to stop you and like that's a negative train of thinking mm-hmm. when it should just be like you know what i'm on my purpose i'm covered mm-hmm. i'm protected i prayed for it mm-hmm. this is something that i wanted mm-hmm. right why are you focus on what the enemy has to bring and that that's one of the things that's been bothering and i started noticing that like in the last two years because i have a friend of mine she's like oh you're not worried about somebody trying to sabotage you or anything like that i'm just like why would somebody want to sabotage me Mm -hmm. because in order for somebody to have a motive they have to have a motive Mm -hmm. right something has to be like tearing at them on the inside Mm -hmm. that they have to go that far Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it can't happen, mm-hmm. but they have to have something to do it. God has marked you for something, mm-hmm. right? There, I believe it was Elisha mm-hmm. in the story in the Bible where he was being teased and beaten up and they were mm-hmm. calling him bald head and this and that. And then God sent, uh, it was a bear mm-hmm. or a lion. I, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I'm but it, it was a beast that came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and just mauled up the people. Mm-hmm. right and it's like you can't mess with god's anointed if you've been marked if you've been anointed for a purpose mm-hmm. things and arrows may come but for for those who are listening i don't think that should be your focus and worry because vengeance belongs to god mm-hmm. and god alone i right? think a taught behavior mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a, a behavior you're learning at school in school you're learning from your friends you're learning from people you know we're in a world now that is so materialistic and so vain so it's all about the boogeyman trying to get you 
I mean, <clears throat> if you if you look at the Western culture, which I'm gonna say like North America or the West Western culture, it's all about trying to fight a war because somebody prepare yourself as Secretary of Defense so that you can fight who's somebody who's gonna come at you because you know it's just it's just our minds are so wicked that we 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 can't we can't it's so hard for us to think to think godly the first thing we think oh somebody is out to get us because we have a wicked heart and a wicked mind so it's easy to think that way i prefer to think this way nobody can get me you try to get me because i'm saying <laughs> people used to say if it when you dig a hole for somebody else dig one for yourself too if you're digging a hole for me just leave it for yourself just just jumping at yourself because i'm not going in none of them no hole you understand so what what we need to remember is when it comes to us as people, we need to understand that we are powerful beings, and if we walk in that power, then nobody can touch us. You understand? Your man can come out with a gun and a knife and everything, but I guarantee you, sir, the energy and the spirit that you can push off can change a man's mind because of a bigger thing that is bigger than you. God in a play in a play of, of, of things. You understand what I'm saying? But we're not walking in that power nowadays. We're just walking in some loose, crazy thing that you know, oh you know, yeah, make sure it's like, like you're defending yourself. Defending myself against what? What am I defending myself against? I don't need to defend myself against a man. Let me let me let me let me get ready for principalities and powers because that's more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> regular man, you understand? So let's let me try to get myself ready for for the for the fight. Cause I'll me talk as well. They're gonna bring on the fight. You know, cause I might hear some something coming in the atmosphere where I say, yo, what is man? So me know say he might bring on the fight and bring him bring on the fight in many ways. Because even you know in my you think they never won't send out a girl for come check me. No, him will. Him can him can send up with the temptation just like I'm tempt draw. But I have the resolve. I have to know how to forget over that you understand what I say and once me get over that let me continue to build my defenses for that and stop worrying about people oh you're the person that go you I have no time for that that's wasting my time if you believe that somebody's out to get you stop paying them attention honestly if you stop paying them attention then them don't even value you nothing at all to anybody listening you see when you feel like somebody's out to get you seriously you just start to encourage somebody else it's when you start being an encouragement to another person, I guarantee you start feel some encouragement to yourself. 100%. Just be an encouragement to even to your enemy. Sometimes when I speak to, I also try to speak to people who don't believe in Christ because it's easy for me to speak to people who believe in Christ. For, because, I mean, they believe the same thing. So it's just like A, B, C. But when I speak to people who don't believe in Christ, I, I kind of target it more from a point of view of walking in who Christ is for me, which is love. So the first thing we have to do is just make sure, sir, and it's based on like 1 Corinthians 13. Love your neighbor. Love not, not love's not puffed up. Love not boasts. Love forgives. There's so much things that we who are Christ's people don't follow when it comes to that. So it's going to be hard for us to convince somebody who don't believe in a Christ that so if we as Christ people start show that as our mantle or show it every day we go out, we show it to the people. Even the people who show us hate, even the same racist one, I'm not talking about no stupid thing where you're going to make a man whip you like slavery and trick you and tell you foolishness. I'm talking about when you're going to have, like, you're going to show a person love and respect. Even a man, I not turn it. 
take next treatment and unbox you. <laughs> it's not. But talking to the person to let them understand, say, no matter what you say to me, you know, no matter how you come at me and go on like you're crazy, no matter how you're going to tell me, oh, you this, you that, I'm not even going to say anything to you. I'm going to turn my back away and I'm going to go focus on my purpose because I guarantee that you're going to be one, be the one broke down at the road and you're going to need my help one day. And I guarantee that's how the, how the story is going to go. You see, because we don't actually walk into that conviction and that power, we lose all over the place. We don't have no conviction. So we can't convince the people who don't believe in our Christ. Because we don't look like love. So all we are going to show love. If we don't look like God, how are we going to talk to somebody about God? Now I understand why things are the way that they are. Mm. Where it's like, yeah, this is an opportunity where you can share the gospel. And now I like, and also I see that with your music too, because when you were we were talking many months ago, like a lot of us, a lot of the people that are listening, they they don't know that we've known each other for for a while, like three years, three three years, four years. Yeah, we now know each other for that. Wow, is that long already? (laughs) (laughs) We now know each other for that long. And when you were talking about the prison ministry and how you were going into the prisons and talking to people, right? It's like. What your purpose is doing is bringing a light of hope. But my first experience, well, my second experience, the first time I went to prison to sing was Fort Augustus in Jamaica. It's a female prison in Jamaica. Yeah, it was, it was, it was different because it was like, for example, we had a, what do you call it again? We had like, it was just different how it looked because it was like, the, the, the women were all, it was, it was, it was just like, it was like easy. It was like an easy prison, but I saw everybody all over the place. But when we went to the chapel, <clears throat> I remember when we were singing, I remember this girl was in the chapel and this girl actually tried to fight the next one like when we were singing. Like, but they were young because they had the teenagers over there. So I remember the teenager saying to, the teenager saying to, um, the, the, older, the older inmates saying, we don't want them over here. We don't want them over here. They, they, them, they, them, them teenager, them love fight. You know, and, and it was funny because it was in the prison. And while they were in the prison, I'm saying to myself, these people are in the prison. They, they got locked up for any kind of reason, but they were actually trying to keep some kind of semblance or order. Anyway, so <clears throat> that was my first occasion in the prison. But the second one was, 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 was the biggest because that was when I went to the juvenile. Well, that was the third time. Oh, wow, I've, been, I've been to so much prison. <laughs> but I went to the juvenile institution in Jamaica. And that was funny because I went again to sing encourage you with them these are guys from 12 to 17 and when we went there i had a, a little exercise where i give them some piece of paper i give everybody it was 92 boys in the room and i had some piece of paper and i gave all of them you know to write on it what they wanted forgiveness for anything they wanted to forgiveness for and i told them you know what you can do you can actually keep the paper for yourself you can give it to a water you can give it back to me if you want to, or you can you can destroy it because it's not. This is no this is no personal thing. You know we're talking. And from the ninety two guys, I got back thirty six. And the funny thing, cause you know because I did a high energy performance. You know you're jumping up and down. Everybody kind of, you know it's a it's a high energy performance. So after I finished, I was so tired. I never ate before, so I was so hungry and tired. I went finished. So when I got back all thirty six, I never even opened it. I just put them in a bag and I went upstairs because they had food for us. So I went upstairs and I eating. Eating now, I said, I decided, let me just take one out of the one out of the bag just to see what is in there. And I took one of the first one and say, Father, forgive me for the murder that I committed. And it was kind of funny because when I, I snapped, because I was eating and I stopped and snapped back because I was like, I know that these guys, 12 to 17, 
But all of these guys look like some little, like me lick a bird at them. And I see them ask to myself, what? This is actually kind of funny because I'm trying to, I know I see this, I'm trying to identify which one of these guys would would I fit this to. I couldn't fit it in none of them. There's one guy there that was kind of acting kind of really weird, but he was locked up for like five murders. When I read this paper and I saw this and i like, shucks, man, this is actually crazy. You know, but when I went through the 36, about 20 out of the 36 spoke about forgiving forgiveness for murder some of them said i just want to go home it's just i have all 36 of them i'm, I'm doing a, a little book now called letters from my father because i use those same letters so when those guys gave me those letters touching letters touching notes so i brought them to the big prison so i brought these notes to the bigger prison now and when i'm talking to the bigger prisoners now these are the guys who are locked up for everything so i'm doing a session with these guys now and i gave i showed them i started to show them what the guys what they juvenile right and when i when i showed them what the juvenile right now i told them that they should write from a father's point of view to these juvenile to empower them to encourage these juvenile from prison and i get back some of the most powerful letters so those letters now i'm compiling them in a book called letters from my father which is a very powerful compilation because when you start to read these things you know it's such a when i start to write every time i start to, to write it up it's so powerful that it's like another day you know i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm like still kind of every time i look at it i'm like this is actually such a powerful thing and i can't even make no mistake with this one because this one is actually something that is massive and big and yeah we're still absorbing it you don't know that's if you hear somebody shouting in the background i don't know my wife i don't know she never mic i don't know she just come in at the session another party <laughs> Oh, she doesn't hear anything. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about now? How about now? Wow, yeah. Angela, your voice is based out. Yes. Well, if you haven't been listening to the podcast, then you don't know. Because I've been saying this for the last several episodes. You're listening to the sound of my voice. Hello, everybody. This is D'Angelo Valentine, and this is the Unplugged Podcast. Roll it, roll it. Yeah, I, I got. Apparently, people have been saying I have this radio voice. Yeah, so, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, the Angela voice so like this. Yo, a mind so like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have parts, you know. But yeah, I mean, in in, in a general sense, I mean. My experience is like that, going into prisons and talking to people and encouraging them. I'm realizing that there's so much purpose there. Even in prison, there's so much people with so much purpose and so much talent. And we definitely have to be encouragers. We need to stop finding ourselves being persons discouraging people. Stop paying attention to people who are, oh, as I said before, most powerful thing. Oh, this person is out to get me. Stop paying attention to them. Start paying attention to encouraging people. 100%. May I try my voice? Sound? I'm trying to make my voice sound like D'Angelo, but it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a, hey, l- listen, it's actually very easy. It's just like how you sing it. You're singing from your diaphragm. But it, that's, a, that's a whole other topic for you. <laughs> You're listening to my voice. You, you get it there. You get it there. You get it there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Go on. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is it's actually good. I know this is not a part of the question um, questioning, like with a prisoner. But um, it's actually good to see you doing this, D'Angelo. And I think it should continue to just do it because this is even just to see your setup to see your setup the all of these things to 
to do this. I mean, I, I respect that. And I think that anything that you find joy in, or a person finds joy in, take your time and do it. Because guess what? There's so much things in this world that can cause discouragement. Yeah, man. And I, I mean, no, let me just say, me know, we've, we know, we've, we've spoken. So me know, me times. Ta- we, we, me know me, times. I'm even talking from a deeper place. You know? Yes, yes, <laughs> enough times. What's the next project that uh, people can look out for? Well, we just, we just released a project um, a couple of days ago. It should be out and it's called The Message, which I think everybody needs. It should be out on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, every platform, Amazon, every one of them, on the 12th of February. 12th of February, okay. So it's 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 a, it's a message. So it's really a powerful, lyrical taste of me, and it speaks a, a lot about, it speaks about my faith, but it's a very encouraging message for people to get for them. So if you want something to uplift you, and I try to make it not only just Jamaican, so the ones who don't speak Jamaican tongue can understand it. Yeah, I'm, I hope I doing, I'm doing well. The only thing, I know I'm doing well in terms of communicating right now, yeah? I think the only problem I have is that I don't get a deep voice like D'Angelo. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think I think that's that's what's next right now. Um, so I want everybody to just tune in. You can go on Claudius England. You search all platform Claudius England. I don't know why I may have that name, but that's my name on the birth certificate. C L A U D I U S England on all your platforms. There are other music there, but the ones that are coming out from 2020 2021, it have a different kind of edge because me I tell you some different kind of things are going on in the heavens, you know. And I think that is what I'm. I'm actually working on something now too. Every day, I'm a student in my yard, so I'm working on music every day. And I and I want people just keep. Don't be afraid to listen to my music. Don't be afraid to listen to my music. And then when you listen to it, I know some people. If you don't believe in Christ, still listen to it because there's a deeper message there. There's a there's a message of empowerment. There's a message of of purpose. You know, a lot of people don't believe in God, but you still want to know what you want to do with your life. So, something in there for you. So, search on all platform, Claudius England. And if you listen to one that you don't like, there's a next one there that you like. I know that. You see, he already beat me to the punch because I always do this at the end where I, I say, like, you could find him at. He's already put, he's already, he's already plugged himself in there. That's how you know he's really walking in his purpose. So, that that is Claudius England. And I want to say a very special thank you for coming on the show. And um, we're also going to be playing a bit of a sample of his music in, in, in the podcast as well. And if you want to know a little bit more about myself, if you're just hearing this for the first time and you have not been subscribed either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or on Google, make sure you look me up. U-N-P-L-G-D. That spells unplugged. The only vowel is the U. If you want to know a little bit more about myself outside of this, you can check on my youtube channel aftrdrk that is after dark a is the only vowel and that's where i talk about the all black lifestyle beard stuff fashion a little bit of motivation show and tell all those different things and if you want to take it even a step further follow me on instagram d.aftrdrk thank you so much for listening this is unplugged my name is daniel valentine peace